Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey there. I am so glad today to be uh, joined by my daughter-in-law, Kessid. Um, I've been looking forward to doing this podcast with you, Kessid, because Mm -hmm, (laughs) (laughs) wrapped it up with Maureen, and it's been a couple weeks since we um, recorded, but we started this uh, conversation about uh, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships because um, I had a, a woman who wrote me and asked me if I would do a podcast on hot tips and I, Maureen and I laughed about that which we love that phrase we're not laughing at it laughing at it <laughs> we just we just liked enjoy it. it yes it's enjoy fun, yeah. enjoy it like hot tips on being a good mother-in-law to your son's wife and then hot tips for a daughter-in-law's relationship with her mother-in-law and um you know Kessid we were talking a little bit before we started recording about you know or maybe it was in in, when we were praying but but just saying that you know there's so many people who have such terrible relationships so many daughter-in-laws who have terrible relationship with their mothers-in-law and so many mothers-in-law who have a terrible relationship with their daughters-in-law and we know biblically it shouldn't be that way because especially if we're believers because we're sisters in Christ even you know, apart from being um, related by marriage. And um, and so if we're both growing in our relationship with the Lord, there should be a lot of forgiveness going on, a lot of appreciation going on, a lot of building up going on, a lot of encouraging going on, and looking for ways to build up the other person rather than looking for ways to criticize them or tear, tear them down. And that's, of course, true for all of life, but it's especially true in these relationships where God brings, you know, a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law in a relationship centered around the the mother's son and then the and then the husband of the daughter-in-law so um you know a number of years ago oh i've taught this um mothering from the heart bible study and and i remember over the years in the session on um on enjoying your children towards the end of it i would i would always give you know just practical advice for um you know the the baby years the toddler years the teenage years and then there was a point where you know because i didn't have adult children and then i had adult children and so then i added a little section on adult children and i'm just going to share some of those as we get started and then we're going to dive into our relationship but um but I just, one of the things I said, because I said it on every single point, remember the R word, relax. And then uh, one, the second one was respect them, talking about your, in this, in this area, I was talking about my sons, because at that time when I wrote these, I, I had two uh, sons who were married. And I said, um, and anyway, and I said, uh, remember the R word, relax. And then I said, respect them as the authority of their own children, affirm them as a family, Look for ways to encourage them. And when they ask, give advice. But even then, remember that it's only advice. They are their own family unit. And you let them know that you are available. But 
we as in-laws should not be pushy and as parents should not be pushy. And, um, and then I said, don't correct or say things in a condescending way. Look for ways to build up your daughter-in-law to your son, not just to her, but to your son. And then uh, come alongside and offer help, but wait for them. Admit failures if you need to. And, of course, we all do. <laughs> Admit failures and then apologize when it's necessary and ask for forgiveness. Give hugs. Affirm their decisions. Still tell them that you love them. Wait patiently and pray for them and develop always develop your own walk with God and give all these things to him. And, um, and those were just some things that I had, you know, just was learning in this navigating this area of my life. Now, before I give you the floor, Kesset, and I'm going to give it to you, um, I do want to say this, you know, um, when I first met you, I met, you came into our family or in terms of physically meeting you, I'd heard about you because Jeremy had called me and talked to me about about you. But, um, but you came on a weekend when um, Carl's right hand man had passed away. And we you had already been planning to come that weekend, but his funeral was going to be that weekend. And, um, and that's when we met you for the first time, and uh, in person. And I just remember then meeting you and feeling and when I hate to use the word feeling, but I don't know what other word to use, but just just having that stamp or that wisely aff- discerning, <laughs> wisely discerning. Yeah, <laughs> that this this is the one, and I felt an immediate. Um, I don't know what's the word, Cassid. Help me out here. The immediate like comfort yeah kinship maybe yeah yeah, yeah. this is right and then too yeah and the way you were in this awkward weekend what but because it wasn't awkward it's what how you would think it might be awkward because we're grieving the loss of a very good friend and we're going you know it's about his funeral it wasn't like oh we planned all these like fun things to do we're going to a funeral and you were just part of that with us and grieved with us and yeah, so God used that in in a, in a lot of ways. So, and then on top of that, even prior to that, and and I think you've heard me say this before. I knew I I loved you because I knew my son loved you, and so so there's that. Okay, so how was it for you? <laughs> so you can yeah. just jump in. <laughs> I know. So I first of all, I will. I'll just say, like, I am so thankful. Uh, for the relationship that we have, that we just enjoy each other, that um, that I can come to you for advice, that that those pieces of wisdom that you shared um, with the women at your church, that that's not just advice, but things that you've done. Like, um, specifically, I can think of times that you've uh, encouraged Jeremy about me or, or said encouraging things to me or... Um, acknowledge that you're giving advice, but we are our own family and that you, you know, respect that. Anyway, so um, I do, I think in a lot of ways, our, our relationship is such, it's such a gift. It's a yeah. gift of God's grace. And, and I just think of all the different, you, you went on a homeschooling journey, some, you know, <laughs> What was it? Vintage. Years Vintage. I'm old. Yes. And the Lord provided for our family through that. Anyways, yep. just, um, just various things. But 
I will say, just starting out, like, you, I am not a perfect person, and you're not a perfect person, and I think, it, like, it's not, our relationship is not great because we're both just so fabulous all the time. <laughs> and it awesome. Really is, it really is, you know. Right. It is because, because of our relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. Like, I just, that, because I think, this is going to sound misogynistic and I don't mean for it to because I do love women but anytime you get women coming together in it's like it's a bit of a culture clash I and I mm-hmm. realized this for for our family like obviously Jeremy leads our family Carl leads your family right but in terms of the daily culture that's kind of set by the woman sure sure so what's it gonna what's it gonna feel like here what how that's do we right. celebrate this what do we do that it's like you're kind of you're building the home and the tone of the it's home the tone of the home yep. exactly yep. so when you get married and you've got let's and you go home and you're celebrating christmas with your your husband's family let's say well it's kind of like you know, going on a trip to Italy. And it's like, well, I grew up in America and this is how we do it in America. (laughs) And like, I'm over here. And there are things that you appreciate. You're like, wow, the food is way better in Italy than most of the places in the United States. But then you're at the restaurant you're like, well, I've been here for four hours and where's my waiter? I didn't know like meals could take this long. It's just like, (laughs) there there are these cultural differences that are, that can be, um, they can be grating, right? It can be mm-hmm. alarming even. Like, wait, what? what is happening here? Families um, do things differently. <laughs> different ways. Do things differently. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think sometimes there are certainly like right and wrong ways to do things where it's like scripture speaks to this and, you know, but most of the time I think it's just, the Perfect. cultural difference, and we want to sometimes interpret those differences as like that's actually a failing of theirs. Right, right. It's like no, that's it's just different. It's a different way to do things, and so I think um, just uh, learning to, and I love this because listening to you and Maureen talk about just appreciating that person, right, um, and growing to love them because we all have strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you, as you come into it, realizing, okay, some of these aren't even weaknesses. Some of these are just different. Right. And then rather than just like sit there and stew on their weaknesses, like what are some strengths? What are, what are things that I can appreciate about this person? Um, besides the fact when it comes to your mother-in-law that they like raised your husband, which like, if you're a parent, Mm -hmm. you should have some serious appreciation for that you know what right, I mean? Just right. like think about what has gone into it um anyway so I do think a, a big piece of just appreciating uh your mother-in-law or your daughter-in-law as she mm-hmm. comes in and seems just kind of like foreign and different like wow should she it's uh of just knowing okay it's just different and this like let's appreciate let's study that italian culture and appreciate right. <laughs> the, the new different good things that are there right um, 
Well, it's like iron sharpens iron, you know, as it brings that oh, to my mind, you know, it's like, cause we think, oh, just, I mean, I know even when I just, let's just talk, talk on the marriage level, forget the in-law thing for a second, but you know, Carl and I are, came from such different backgrounds. You know, he, totally. he grew up in Massachusetts and he grew up in a Catholic family and he, so Northeast cold, the way things are done is so incredibly different from the way I grew up up in the Carolinas and in a Southern Baptist family. I mean, there couldn't have been in so many different ways. I always say, you know, it was when I look back on it, I always think it was God who brought us together and God wanted to use the, the cultural differences and the religious differences and how we were brought up to mold us into this unit that sure. that he could use for his glory and for us sure, to appreciate sure the differences because there were so many i mean we sometimes we laugh about it when i say the first time i went to massachusetts i was like it's like culture shock now he'd already been been in the south you know for a couple of years before yeah Yeah, so he had some of the cultural cues and was used to because he was hanging around some southern boys and things like that but for me it was like total and and i don't mean this negatively i just mean it was just like What's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's so true. I mean, that's another thing. As you talking about iron sharpens iron. In this um, relationship study I've been doing with, with Lois and her friends, it's just talking about, like, God's sovereignty in our relationships. Like, it is not an accident that you have that relationship. Right. That the Lord has put that mother-in-law or that daughter-in-law in your life. And rather than avoid if it's difficult or you know think like lord how are you using this to make me more like you how can this be a refining thing and how can i be an encouragement a spiritual encouragement to this other person um because it's not just like oh and then there's this i get married and then there's this other person around it's like no this is God knew before time. That's right. The relationships that would be in your life, and He's not wasting that. Right. Um, if you follow Him. And whether it's the mother-in-law or the daughter-in-law to have the perspective of like, what can I give to this relationship? What can Mm -hmm. I do instead of thinking about what can I get? What can Mm -hmm. I do to make it better? What can I do to encourage my mother-in-law? I'm thinking about this in terms of my mother-in-law when she was alive. What what letters could I write her? What could I say to her? What can I learn about her? Even asking, you know, my husband at times, what would really encourage your mom, you know, that I could do? Because I'm not, you know, if I'm, because it may be things I'm that I'm totally blind to or things I'm doing that because Carl and I had these conversations or things I'm doing that might be rubbing her the wrong way not that I'm saying Mm -hmm. that I picked up on that but I just wanted to know how can I be better you know as a Mm daughter-in-law thinking what I can give to this relationship um you know well and I think what you were saying too about like praise your daughter-in-law to your son I mean the reverse is true yeah like for me like I I say things that I appreciate about you to Jeremy Mm -hmm. because like ultimately what is he called to do in scripture right like he is called to honor you and there's actually not like an age limit on that in scripture right and so I want my husband to flourish spiritually and to live long in the land of the Lord right like I want him to have that promise right and so how can I enable him to honor his parents. And that doesn't mean if it's like, 
Right. You, you know, deal. You, you deal realistically. Like, oh, that was frustrating, <laughs> or whatever. You know, whatever it is, like with the, with dad or mom. Or sure. Whatever. It's like. Totally. But this is just uh, nourishing yourself, that deep mm-hmm. appreciation for his parents is like enabling and encouraging your husband to obey God's word. Yep. And I do think as women, especially, um, I, I think it's all, it's hard. I don't know if this is true. I love speaking in generalizations. <laughs> Go for, ahead. For, have for, at it. <laughs> for men, I'm just doing it. For men to have like more than one woman in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they just, and so appropriately, he is going to, you know, leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. And, and he is going to be, you're going to be the main woman in his life. Right. And so I think as women, we need to, one, encourage that relationship with his mom. You know, right. Like right. Take, mm-hmm. you put some effort into making sure that that continues to be, a strong relationship um, because they, I don't, they just don't have, honestly, Jeremy's pretty great about calling y'all, but yeah. I just think like in general, the, the son is going to be less apt and quick than the daughter. Sure. I know like in my case to reach out and chat with the parents or to, or even if it's like, Oh, it's time to make plans. A lot of times that's done. Mm-hmm. among the women right or right he, of course he wants to know what works for our family calendar and guess who's you know for the most part keeping that count it's right and right so i think just using your you know women we're kind of the glue of society mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you want to use your your influence and position in the life of your family right. to strengthen that relate your husband's relationship with his parents mm-hmm. and just realizing like oh he, his mom might like to have alone time with him or yeah. or his dad or what. Just think like thoughtful things because you want to say, I mean, even if you, you are just, just taking the long view, like, well, what would I want when I have exactly. children and they're married? And like, would I want them to come home and see me? Like, would I want time with them? Would I want a, a warm relationship? Like, right, absolutely. right. Absolutely. It's, um, there's so much wisdom in what you just said, because, because if we take the long view in all of life and, and we treat and we live, and it's not just about, oh, what will come back to me, but seriously, the long view changes everything in terms of perspective of so many things, you know, how God teaches us through that. Yeah. And it is true because, you know, I think Maureen and I talked about it a little bit. I'm not, I can't remember, but, um, you know, about, um, you reap what you sow and, you know, there's just all the biblical principles of that. And it, and there's so much in there about the relationships with parents and with children. And, and you know, I mean, the world likes to call it karma, but it's not karma. It's, it's, yeah. it's, God says you reap what you Wisdom. sow. God, desi- God yes. designs. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and you want, you know, who, who's the man who desires life and loves lengths of days that he may see good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. I mean, that's in Peter. That's that's in Proverbs. That is the type of thing. Oh, I need to apply that not just in my girlfriend relationships or my relationship with my husband. I need to re- apply that in my in-law relationships, whether it's my mother-in-law, father-in-law, whether it's my daughter-in-law, son-in-law. I need to always be seeking peace and pursuing it and keep my tongue and from I, speaking evil against them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... Um, I think too, like that goes back to humility, right? Mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, I don't want it, this to come back and bite me, but 
a lot of times the the things that we're tempted to allow distance between us are are there because of a lack of humility. Right. I just think, especially like our generation, from our our parents and in laws, like, well, they don't do this right, they didn't do that right, you know, da da da, and it's just like, and there there can be, of course, like mm-hmm. genuine things that they failed to live up to God's standard, not just in like the regular you know, daily ways, right. like grievous sins. But at the same time, I think we just interpret like, oh, they did this a little differently. This is how they, they're failing or have failed me and not thinking, you know what? There are going to be things when our kids grow up that they're <laughs> less than impressed by in our parenting. <laughs> but for some reason, we just think like, oh, we're nailing it. Like and this they're... person over here, you know. And they're going to think everything we did was awesome. Everything. Right. right? It's like, come on. And your it's future like, in laws are going to, th- your future daughter, I mean, you're, in your case, your future son in laws are going to think you're just the greatest. Ever. Exactly. Yeah. We're just naturally going to have this glowing thing because I'm just such a joy to be around all the time or whatever. It's and like, we were yeah, perfect. We were perfect. We perfectly raised our kids and, and we, uh, we basically interact in a sinless way. So it's going to be. Introspective, down right. on your, on down on yourself, and just like blah blah. But but a healthy okay. inward look. A healthy yeah. inward look. Yeah. And these are things that can be improved on. But everybody has weaknesses, and just if you consider that, I think that can give you more grace as you interact with your daughter-in-law mm-hmm. or your mother-in-law. You just say, you know what? If I had a son and he got married one day, I might be less than impressed that my, you know, daughter-in-law just can't quite seem to get herself looking like she hasn't just rolled out of bed all the time <laughs> or whatever. And so it's funny. This is one of my favorite stories. I, and I have been working on those. But, um, I love my, how you put the caveat I, in there. And I have been working. I, I have been working on this. My, um, my, my friend, my dear friend needed me to watch her, her little girl. And it was in the morning. And her husband was the one who was going to drop her off. So he, he came over, he knocked, I went down to welcome her in. And I opened the door and he goes, oh, oh, were you not expecting me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, this is, this is me expecting you. <laughs> I fully knew. So anyway, but I, just, I mean, and that's like a goofy little thing, but. It's funny, we were having a discussion about, um, with a couple of friends about, oh, preparing kids for college and career and da 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 da. And we were discussing the SAT and Mm -hmm. how, like, none of our parents really were like, oh, you could take an SAT prep course or here's like a way to prepare what I was just like, oh, there's this test and we're going to take it at this time and da da da. And so we were all just kind of like, why didn't why weren't our parents like, hey, this is really important, and uh, we're gonna here's how you're gonna prepare for this test, and da, da, da. so <laughs> sorry about complaining about that. But I did say I was like, I think that was a gift in and of itself, because 
we like to look back and be like, oh, I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't do that. It's like, you know what? My parents were not like pressuring me all the time about, mm-hmm. oh, we got to hit this mark and do this and do that. It was, um, they truly just right trusted the Lord and there was not an anxiousness about the, the way they were preparing me for the rest of my life. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. can you take an SAT prep course and can that help? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing to do, but also. It helped Grace Anna. You know what? <laughs> it, you want to help Grace Anna? See, I don't, I, 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 Jeremy didn't speak up, but so I don't know if he got an SAT prep course, but anyways, um, but I mean, I, there's been no lack in my life. Like, right, like, right. Oh, if I had just gotten that course, like, right. You know, it's been, then God could have actually like done something in my life. You know, it's just, uh, well, you bring up like, a, hey, there, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all. No, no, no. Yes. No. Even to things that you're like, oh, why didn't we do this differently? Right, right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is like, there's some things that, that, I mean, I'm looking back over my parenting, there were some things that I, that we weren't even aware of, or I think about even as totally. I was growing up, there were things that my parents were not even aware of. Like you, when I was in school, you just took the SAT when it rolled around in your school. It wasn't like, right. it wasn't right. anything except sign up for it, was just there. Yeah. <laughs> it was there and you went to the place and you had the proctor and you took it and that was a done deal and you couldn't take it a bunch of times like you can now, you know, and take oh, the best scores. And it's just, it is, it was the way it was. And going back to what made me think of when you were talking about some of these things, it goes back to the sovereignty of God too in our lives and and where you're born and the opportunities that are available to you and maybe the place you grow up in. I mean, like Acts 17 tells us that God, you know, the boundaries of our inhabitation, it's no mistake where we are. And some people are in places where there's lots of opportunities and there's lots of things that there maybe they get to take part in. And then other people grow up in an area that is not so it's not easy to do those things and and but God is over all of that and and he has ordained the days for us and he knows what our paths are he knows what we need even if even if in the in the chance that our parents do something that is not things that they just didn't know about but they did things wrong God's still sovereign over that and he still molds and shapes our lives through it all and builds our confidence through it all. I mean, Kesson, I, I I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but I remember when I was in the third grade and I was just going to a small town, little, you know, elementary school. And they had, you know, this special class that was coming to teach art to certain students. Certain students got picked to be a part of this. And I don't know all the details because I was young, but I know that I got chosen to be a part of this art program. And I was in the program and I loved it. It was just a few students Mm -hmm. and it was in the basement of our school. And then I guess maybe funding got cut. I don't know, but it came to an end. And I, I think about that sometimes and I think, but that's where I was. I was in what that's yeah. where I was growing up. And that's I got to take part in it. And then it was taken away from me. But I gained things from it because I used to think, well, I wish I could have continued on with that. I would have like, you know, maybe I could have been a Picasso. Or maybe I could have been no. <laughs> not Picasso, but, you know, Monet. <laughs> but but I'm just all I'm saying is. God is sovereign in terms of our opportunities and where we live. And, and yeah. And so it comes back to all of this stuff that we've been talking about in terms of even God's sovereignty and our 
in-laws and our daughters-in-law and the personalities and the opportunities that they were given and how God uses the families and the things you learn from the families and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know. And perspective is so huge, right? Like even you talking about that, like, oh, this is a thing I got to do. Right. And it went away, but I got to do this. Right. That was like, and I just think like even even with things growing up, it's like we do, you can absolutely just tick off everything that was disappointing to you. Right. You can just camp out there. Right. That's a, that's a choice you can make. And you can do that with your in-laws. That's right. Or your daughter-in-law. Like, that's right. Here are all the ways that this girl is frustrating to me, and I wish she would do this for my son, and I wish da-da-da-da-da. Uh, or you really could cultivate an attitude of like gratitude for this person mm-hmm. and things you appreciate about this person. And it's going to show through. Right. And I promise your relationship is going to be more rich. Right. If you do that, rather than camp out on all the, because that stuff comes through. Right. Right. You're it, not that good at faking it. It's you just, just don't. <laughs> no, I know. And then when you said earlier about, you know, sometimes there are legitimate things, you know, that there's legitimate things that you might need to talk to your husband about, about his mom that bug you or, or there might be legitimate things that you need to, that, that are, they're legitimate. But you know what we yeah. have? We have a heavenly father whom we can pray and talk to him about and ask mm-hmm. for his grace in this particular way. Whatever it is, let's say it's a real area of need that you let. We'll just put it in the, in the thing that you see in my life that you're like, you know, that's not, you know, I'm going to just start praying for Audrey that that it, and, 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 and praying for me. If I'm seeing this wrong, that the Lord will help me or if I'm not seeing it wrong. And this is an area that I really want my mother-in-law to thrive. So I want to commit that to the Lord and Lord, how can I be an encouragement you know, okay. and, and, and I'm just saying that makes all the difference too. And to get on our knees and, and pray for the people, for even the things Absolutely. that really bother us. And so, cause some yes. of the things that really bother us shouldn't and other things yeah. that really bother us, there's a reason they bother us and they're legit. And, but we have yeah. a heavenly father to, to go to and talk to him about. And what, I think that's whole, like I 100% agree with that. And that, cause I do think that's a tricky relationship in terms of, Oh, I see something problematic and I'm going to talk to them about it. Right. <laughs> um, I do think like really going to the Lord and praying for them and even praying for yourself to have a clear, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. like, Hey, Lord, help me to see if this is a, a wisdom issue, if this is a sin issue, if the, you know, what, what this is. And even praying like, Lord, would you put, give them the gift of someone in their, their lives who could speak to this? Yes. Because I, I just think like, I, I don't need to be correcting my mother-in-law, you know? I just, <laughs> not like, sharply anyway. <laughs> not sharply, certainly. And it's not like I've got anything like tucked away in my hat right now that I'm like wanting to do. But I'm just saying if that happens, sure. I just don't think that's something that we need to be rushing to do. And no, I agree. That's just a delicate that's a right. Relationship for whatever reason, and you don't want to mess it, I mean, it up universally. Right, totally, right. Totally you don't. Well, and, and that's pr- one thing. 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, hold your thought, because I was just going to say what yeah. you just said is the whole principle in Matthew 7 when he when he gives, when when Jesus is given the counsel or, or actually commands about judging, and he says, you know, first, you know, take the, the log out of your own eye before you, so you can see clearly to get the speck out of your, and he, and he uses those, that metaphor of a log in your own eye. And the speck in your brother's eye. So we yeah. see, you know, we can't even see clearly because we're looking through a two by four. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're doing it, you know, when you're doing it that way, even if there comes a time, let's just say, again, there's just something that, that I do that really bothers you. And you wish I would stop and you've prayed about it and everything else. But I'm, you know how I've often told you and Maureen, and I've said it to Dee and to Marilyn, you know, if there's something just tell me and I'll stop because I don't want to be annoying. And if it's, and if it's even like, well, don't keep saying that because that's annoying. So I'm just, I'm saying I want to be approachable that way is that's all I mean. Yeah. And that, I mean, that I, in my, in my mind and heart want to be that way, but, (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. I like that is something I feel like the Lord needs to grow me in not being um, thin skinned. Like mm-hmm. I want feedback, but not really. <laughs> you know, I just even even with my husband, I feel like I can be like, I just feel like you're not. Da, 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 da. But like if he even like looks at me sideways, I'm like, what? <laughs> what did that mean? Like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, by God's grace. I know. Don't don't. (laughs) I know. Don't say anything to me, Audrey. Um, Like, uh, Carl, I made you food. Don't tell me it's not hot enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Tell me how great that food is. Um, No, but I was just going to say that I know. So I, I truly like. I do think we have an exceptional relationship. I think you're an exceptional person, and Mm. so, and I know that for some women listening it's um it can be it's not that this may be it's discouraging because yeah. it's not that way and they just feel like they don't even understand but here is what I do want to say okay um that like you and and my mother I think are both exceptional women um in so many ways I could tick off all of the the strengths um that you have and I don't think if you're strong Christian women and you know, they're, it's not, those are not a diamond, a dozen. They're rare, but they're real. <laughs> anyway, so, but you both have had tension in the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. Mm-hmm. My mom with my sisters in law and they've like talked to me about it and, and been frustrated and people have been frustrated, even in the best of situations, which I mm-hmm. think we have, mm-hmm. it is, like I said, the two cultures, it is a, it is a delicate relationship. So for the for the woman who may be in a harder relationship, I just want you to know, even in, under the best of circumstances, this is delicate. So you should take the time mm-hmm. to really examine, I don't know, like just knowing it's not all, you know, May sunshine and pony rides for everybody else who's got a Christian mother-in-law. Right. Like it is something. It's like it's like your marriage. Sure. I'm married to a good man, and it takes work. It takes dying to self, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. takes patience, and same for you. Like right. You, exactly. You have to extend 
grace and patience to me while I'm like at your house blowing up your kitchen while there's 30 <laughs> people there. What, you know, it's like, that's, that's life right. with other mm-hmm. Christians. That's what happens in the church. And, but I do think because we both kind of have our two families that we're, you know, the matriarch of, and then we're kind of mingling them together. There is something more complex about that. So sure. just, I don't know if this is an encouragement or a discouragement to women with harder, maybe a non-Christian or a baby Christian mother-in-law. I just want to say, like, it's it's not just that situation. There are mm-hmm. layers to this relationship. And so I wouldn't um, just discount everything to that and be like, there's nothing I can work on because right. they're not a believer. There's nothing I can right. work on because this or that. It's like, actually, no, we all have to work on it because as Christians like what is our call mm-hmm. in our in relationship mm-hmm. right it's funny, we were talking again about the um the uh relationship study you know with the girls and we were I was kind of asking the girls like what is a relationship that that you think would be good for you to, to work on like really examining how you can honor Christ in this relationship and um a couple of girls mentioned their dad and like, somehow it came out like being really frustrated that he gave them chores and would be like, Hey, you need to go rinse out your dish and put it in the dishwasher. And then he wouldn't rinse out his dish. Yeah. And um, so this was some, this, this like more than one girl's like, yeah, yeah. That's it, you know? So I just was like, by the way, you know, you, if you, your whole life served your dad, you could never pay him back for what he's done for you. Oh, such you know? wisdom. <laughs> so I was like, so you pick up his bowl too and you rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I said, but actually our call as Christians is even more radical than that. Right. Because he deserves for us to serve him. Yep. Christ served us and we had nothing lovely mm-hmm. about ourselves we gave him nothing right except for rebellion and sin and that's actually our call our call is to serve people that don't deserve it at all right and so if your mother-in-law and your daughter-in-law is that person which i nobody's that you know one-sided right if you're right. putting yourself in the place of, <laughs> of jesus and they're you know right right but that's i mean that's what we're called to just laying mm-hmm. down our mm-hmm. lives and serving mm-hmm. people um, we know and, that, and Frank, yeah, no, and, no, finish your. I don't want to interrupt. Well, I was just saying, and frankly, like they they raised your husband, yeah, that you love, and <laughs> that you love, right? And, right. I'm sure they didn't nail it, and some people, like I said, really messed up, but but yeah, still, that's, yeah, that's a grace. That's yeah. huge. Anyway, well, no, I was, I was no, no, that was great, Cassid, and I mm-hmm. love what you said to those girls, and that's, you know, such a picture of the older women, and you're not as old as I am, but I mean, you're older to them, the older woman teaching the younger women and helping them see things from the right perspective, because it's so easy to get so me-centered, and you know, it makes me think, too, of it brought, it's bringing to mind, like, I, I received a letter from a woman recently, and, and, I, and I already responded to her, but she had asked me, you know, she wanted a stress-free life. 
life and how could she achieve a stress-free and she was serious and I and I understand because that's what we all want we all want a stress-free life but the point is it's it's not going to happen this side of heaven and so I was helping her see that you know stress if we respond appropriately to stress it makes us stronger it's the same thing and I think about it I think about it so often because Cassid you know like my son my my grant has had me weight training. That's what I'm thinking. This is your weight lifting. Yes, totally. and because he always calls it stress recovery adaptation. I've learned that so well, so tangibly. But it's carried. I've learned it so well in the strength training journey that the stress that the weight causes on your muscle makes it tear some, and then you have the recovery, which is very important. But that's when your muscle's rebuilding itself, and then and then adaptation. You adapt to the stress so that you can put carry more stress and you can um, you can lift a little bit more weight the next time I've carried that over that mindset into because it's true in the spiritual realm as well because God doesn't promise us a stress-free life what he wants us to do is learn how to deal with the stress and sometimes the stress comes in the form of in-law issues it comes in the form of all kind of marriage issues I loved how you brought that back to um you know, the, in your marriage too, because I love Carl with all my heart. I love him more today than I did when, when we got married. He is my rock. He is, he's just like, I'm so grateful for him. But does that mean he doesn't get on my nerves sometimes? Absolutely not. Does that mean that we don't rub each other the wrong way? Sometimes? Absolutely not. And sometimes with those, whatever it is that bothers us about another person, we have to sometimes come to the point in our lives where we say, well, what if they never change? Because we always think we want them to change in this area and then it would be just bliss. But what if they don't? What if I don't ever change in the areas that drive Carl crazy? Because what for what? Not because it's not like, oh, I don't want to. It's just who I am or whatever. I'm not talking about sin stuff. I'm just talking about, you know, I'm just talking about random stuff. Anyway, how am I going to live? How am I going to deal with that stress? Am I going to let it make me stronger? Or this person in my life that drives me crazy? Am I going to let God shape and mold me and make me so I can bear a little bit more weight next time? Or am I just going to say, you know what? I just want to avoid the stress. I'm just never going to weight lift again. I'm just never going to do anything that causes me any stress. And then, you know, but that's not the way God made us. You know, he wants us to handle it by his grace. You know what I mean? He wants us to get stronger through it. That's right. It's just like that faith muscle. You know, we trust God with something that's, you know, seems small, but it's hard. But then the next time we can trust him with a little bit more because he was faithful here. He's going to be faithful Mm -hmm. here, you know, Mm -hmm. and and the same thing when you were talking about the, you know, the in-law relationships with women who don't have, you know, it's like, what if my mother-in-law never changes? What if she never becomes a believer? How am I going Mm -hmm. to live? How am I going to treat her? How am I going to let God develop me in this re- in this situation? Because that's yeah. what He's after, you know, to develop yeah. us. So, yeah. so I yeah. love that you brought this, that up. It totally reminds me. So, when I was in college, um, I found this little church in the canyon. I went to college in, in Malibu, mm-hmm. and there were not just a lot of solid churches like right around there I visited a lot had a lot of weird experiences but um (laughs) I finally found this church and and I like joined up while I was in college and it turns out I went to like a little women's night 
this is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And our speaker, because the church was like, I don't know, less than 150. It was like a small church, probably like 100. And um, it's not that small. But the speaker uh, for this little women's retreat of 15 women in a room was Johnny Erickson Tata. Mm-hmm. And she was a member mm-hmm. of that church. Yeah. And she talked on um, when she and Ken first got married. And she had one of those Bible studies with the color pencils and he uh-huh. was supposed to help her with it on Monday night. This is some agreement they had. And then, um, but he like didn't show up the first Monday night mm. and it turned out she was all ready to do it. And he was watching football. Uh. And she was so hurt and uh-huh. upset. But then she decided that like, in, cause the next Monday night, same thing happened. She decided I'm going to start using this time to pray for my husband. Mm. And she said, do you know what happened? She was like, by the end of that football season, I became the biggest football fan. So she ended up joining him in enjoying the football game. And then she said, though, that she made it a long-term prayer of hers that he would just love God's word. Mm-hmm. And years down the road, she saw God do that work in her husband where he just had a passion for his word. Yeah. And I just think that that long game yep, there is we go. something that we do not have no. where naturally where right. it's like, I want this to change and I want it to change yesterday right. instead <laughs> of like, I'm going to commit to praying for this. And I am going to wait on you, Lord. That's right. Because you're good and I can trust you. Um, and I just, I love that, yeah. that example of something where it's like, okay, there's, there's something here and there's a legitimate frustration. And That's rather right. than going and blowing something up, I'm going <laughs> to submit it, submit it in prayer to yep. my heavenly father who gives good gifts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. That's that great. Like that was such a gift to me. Yeah. yeah. And God, uh, yeah. And at that particular time, you 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 had ears to hear and you, you it just, it made an impression. Isn't it crazy the way certain things you just are indelible in your mind and your oh, heart that you totally. remember yes. that God yes. uses to, I don't know, to just, I don't know. Encourage yeah. years down the road. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, and you know, just talking about all this stuff, it just reminds me again, like even just the birthing of this podcast that, you know, I, I still remember my daughter for several years was just like, just saying, she kept like encouraging saying about doing this thing and, and, um, and just that God through his kindness and graciousness has allowed it to come to this. And not only at the timing of it, but it's not just me doing a podcast. I get to do it with how I call y'all my girls. I just, I'm just saying hearing the wisdom that's coming from y'all and hearing, I don't know, it's just a blessing in my life. Um, And so it's one more step in that mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship um, to have that time with y'all to do this together and to know that, you know, we're all on the, the, I don't know, same page spiritually. Same and team. That's yep. right. Same team that yep. we're on each other's team. And, you know, I always encourage mm-hmm. women in their marriages, be on your husband's team. Let him know that you're mm-hmm. cheering him on. You know, mm-hmm. you might not like some of the plays, but, you know, you're going to like cheer and be on his team. You're rooting for <laughs> team Brogy and team, yes. you know, Castleberry. And, um, yeah, you're, you're on his team. 
and that does everything to to help him be the leader and the and the shepherd that he needs to be. And by the way, earlier in the conversation, when you said something about this is going to sound misogynistic, I don't think that at all because there's so many. <laughs> I, I just want to say that because there's so many things now we and I'm talking about me who feel like we have to caveat, you know. But totally. there's legitimate differences between men these and women. Just, yeah, I mean, these are just observations. That's like, right. Work on our homes co-op it's a bunch of women we get together that's it's right like, it's like women doing lots of things and you notice these things about women when we get together in a group just dynamics that that's right there, whichever it is and that's anyway, one of the things I that women. yes and that's, that's one of the things that are that the men they you know they love us for who we are and that's why we can be either those big hindrances or those big helpers you know we can go either way in, in our men's lives and yeah so anyway well is there anything else as we wrap this thing up that you're just dying to say or that you wanted to make a point about that we missed or that comes to your mind right I now I, no just like just be involved in your church mm-hmm. be spending time in the word and praying and this relationship your relationship with your daughter-in-law your relationship with your mother-in-law is an opportunity to show the world the difference that a Christian relationship makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just don't, don't waste that opportunity. I yeah. guess all I would say. Well, that's great. You know, and I, I wrote a post. I'm not going to read the, the whole post, but I'm just going to read the end of it. Um, I wrote a post a while ago and I called it raising daddies. And, um, and at the end of that post, I, um, I wrote this, it's, you know, I just said, I remember their little voices, the coos, the baby giggles that grew into childhood squeals of rough boy times. And then, of course, the I sound like a woman days. Oh, the frustration in their voices when they answered the phone. No, ma'am, this is not Mrs. Brogy, but I'll get her for you. Indelibly edged. (laughs) I I always told them that sounding like a woman preceded sounding like a man. I told them it was a good thing because it meant sounding like a man was coming soon and very soon. At the time, they didn't really believe me. Well, now they sound like men. They act like men. They look like men, real men, not the sissy types, not the wimpy types, not the metro types, not the girly types, not the womanizing types, not the carousing types, not the domineering types, not the lazy types. No, they are real men. They are the kind of men who know and love God, the kind of men who know how to sweat and work hard, the kind of men who knew how to find and pursue good wives the kind of men who would lay down their lives for their wives and now their children, the kind of men who also knew how to leave their mother and father and cleave to their wives, the kind who know how to provide for and protect their families. And, you know, when I was reading that, I was thinking, you know, I know y'all so much better now than I knew you when I wrote this. But it's so true, the kind of men who knew how to find and pursue good wives, and I could add a line, and the kind of women who were wise <laughs> beyond their years and growing into to being the, the, that power couple that mm. Carl and I always prayed for, for all of our children, um, that their spouses, that together they would do great things for the Lord and shepherd their children well. So, mm. Kessid, I am going to ask you to close out uh, in prayer, and, um, and then we'll see y'all next time. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time that we've had to reflect on your kindness to us and our relationships. Father, I pray that mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law who know you 
would show the gospel through their relationships, that they would have wisdom on how to love one another, that they would energetically pursue strong relationship with each other, and that um, Christian families would look different, that those relationships would look different. God, please give mothers-in-law um, great wisdom on how to help and encourage their daughters-in-law. I pray that daughters-in-law would be um, humble and that they would uh, pursue that relationship with their mother-in-law. And um, I just pray that, that you would be honored um, in these lives and in these relationships and we would reflect you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering from the Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.